I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome in, hour number two, Monday edition of the program. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Would encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a single moment. You can go grab... Uh, my name, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton. I know it is the holiday season. A lot of you officially out on the roads. It is expected to be potentially the busiest Thanksgiving in air travel in history. Buck, I know that tomorrow you will be a part of that air travel universe. I will be a part of that air travel universe as well. I'll also be driving back on Sunday with my family. So a lot of you out on uh, both the uh, the airwaves and on the interstate system all over the country. Take us with you. Uh, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton, you'll be able to listen to us anywhere in the world, anywhere around the country. Maybe, maybe I have heard that some dads and moms out there with particularly loud children in the car may, might occasionally be driving with earbuds in as there are kid movies and iPads and everything else playing in what could be and will one day drive Buck Sexton mad, uh, cacophonous sounds of children's programming all throughout the cars, the vehicles, the uh, the airport uh, terminals. Take us with you. You can search out my name, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton. You can also get Tudor Dixon, Carol Marco. It's Tudor, by the way, will be in Friday for a live show on the program. Uh, I think you guys will really enjoy her. Um, and uh, Buck and I will be out on Friday. The rest of the week will be here. So, Buck, Bill Maher, that's a good question for you. I think Bill Maher has the best job in media. Agree or disagree? The best we job have, in media? Clay, you consider, we have the best job in we media. Have, we have incredible jobs. Maybe I should say best job in media Paycheck-wise, relative to the amount of uh, of of actual okay. content yeah. that he puts we, out, we have to work our butts off. He gets to show off once a week for show up once a week for an hour how and has about ten think, writers. How yeah? How good do you think a show? If we had to do one show a week and we had a writing staff of like ten or fifteen, I mean, I, I love that Bill Maher does the show that he does. I think it's very well done. 
But these John Olivers, the Bill Mars, we're doing 15 hours a week of live radio. They're not even live, right? That thing's yeah. taped. And Bill Maher makes eight figures to do that show. Yes, so, that's know. what I'm saying. So, for for yeah. relative to amount of work, I think he's got the best job in media. But one of the things that he does a good job of, I think, Buck, is he actually gets people oftentimes to reveal themselves. And there, this was an aside. I don't think it was a big part of a major discussion. But Donna Brazil, who has spent years telling everyone out there that Donald Trump is uniquely racist, that he's a white supremacist, that the country will not be able to survive if Donald she, Trump is She in was office. a Fox contributor for a she while. She was. She was. She was paid millions of dollars to go on Fox and tell everyone that Donald Trump was awful. She was a Democrat. I don't dislike her. I mean, that's her job. And she was on Bill Maher, and this was the discussion as they uh, as they were were basically debating Vivek Ramaswamy. It turned into a discussion about the way his name should be pronounced, and Donna Brazil said he should just go back where he came from. Listen to this. Vivek needs to just shut the hell up and go home. I'm tired of We all hate Vivek. Okay. It's, it's Vivek. Vivek. Well, whatever. Vivek. It, whatever. Would you, would you say that about uh, other Donna, ethnic? I'm Donna. Vivek. Is it Vivek Ramasama? <laughs> Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy. Thank you so much. I, I know, learn so much when I come on this show. I know. But... Vivek. Vivek. Vivek needs I, to go home. I agree. I just, I just feel like there's something wrong with everybody refusing to learn to say his name. Vivek. I just okay, feel I there's a little racism there. Okay. Interesting that he threw that, yes. he threw that at the end. And I, I think that it actually, look, we're, we're not going to start doing what the left does. We're like, that's racist. That's racist. But, um, the South Asian community. So when people talk about South Asia, they're generally referring to India, Pakistan, Bangladesh. Some people would also include uh, Sri Lanka is in there as well. But, you know, South Asian community in the U S is, is substantial and you don't really, uh, you, you don't really get to claim oppression. In the same way that some other groups do in this country, if you're from the South Asian community. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just reality, right? I mean, they, oh, yeah, and, and I'd that say may if be, you're in the Asian community, period, you don't get to claim that anything is like you're well, white adjacent. You're, you're, I was going to say, this yeah. is where the left says if you're Taiwanese, if you're, um, if you're from Korea, if you're <laughs> from, you know, if you're sort of more, uh, a, you know, upper middle class South Asian, uh, immigrant to the U.S. or come from a family, you know, uh, like that. You don't get to, you don't get special privileges to say whatever you want. The same way that some other groups do. That's and that's fact, what it really comes down get, to. It used against you, which is one of the Supreme Court decisions that just came down. Asian people are actually less likely to get into elite institutions than even white people, based well, would, on uh, based yeah, on that, the I was fact mostly, that they're too smart. East East Asians when they were looking at that data. So that's Chinese, Japanese, Korean, yeah. um, and and you know Taiw- Taiwanese. Um, so that that's a that's a reality, but I think it's interesting. First of all, the Bill Maher threw that at the end. Um, he's carved out a, a lane for himself as a guy who is still a Democrat, but not willing to go completely insane. And it's interesting to see how that plays out on the show with people who, uh, you know, try try to take some of these positions that are effectively indefensible when you have anybody who still lives in in the real world and and is still sane. Um, but yeah, I think that you know, first of all. 
why why does a Democrat care about a Republican prime? You know what I'm saying? It just seemed kind of dismissive and strange to me. And even though I I don't think Vivek is going to be president, and I don't I don't necessarily uh, sub, I, I wouldn't you know high five some of what he's sort of taken as positions at different times, or rather the multiple positions he'll take on a different issue. I like him. You like him on a personal level. And uh, I think he's been an interesting voice in the primary. So what's the problem? Like, why be dismissive of this guy? Yeah, and and it's one thing to be dismissive of someone because you think their ideas don't make sense. So if Donna Brazil had said, I mean, Vivek Ramaswamy's position on uh, on fentanyl and talking about the northern border being uh, insecure, and she wanted to attack him on that, or she wanted to attack him on the idea of birthright citizenship, or whatever you want to disagree with someone on, more power to you. It's a marketplace of ideas. I don't presume that every idea that I have is genius. I understand that other people are going to disagree. Attack him. But attacking him based on what his name is uh, is really really weak i i mean and and to not even be willing to get his name right and look i'm not the pronunciation expert i will readily admit that i mispronounce things all the time on but this when show we learn when we learn and we i change. try to get it right i'm trying to get it right i'm not dismissing someone because of their name and it's just uniquely interesting who gets identity politics protection if Vivek Ramaswamy had ridiculed Kamala Harris and Barack Obama based on their names and refused to pronounce them correctly and said they needed to go home. That would be considered a any Republican, not Vivek, but that would be considered a racist and nativist attack. And it would be everywhere on MSNBC and it would be everywhere on CNN. I mean, consider the way that they covered Trump using the word vermin can you imagine if Trump consistently refused to pronounce Barack Obama's name correctly or consistently refused to pronounce Kamala Harris's name correctly? I mean, it would be a regular trope that they would trot out of evidence of his racism. There are lots of things to disagree with on Vivek. And by the way, it's also lazy of Donna Brazil because you're going on a political show to share political commentary with an audience of millions of people, being able to pronounce the person's name that you're going to talk about is the bare minimum of research, right? I mean, I used to, when I did sports, it would always stun me the number of times that people couldn't pronounce an athlete's name correctly. And, uh, you know, it's not the end of the world to mispronounce a name for somebody who's new that you don't know. Basic research would d- demand that you be able to pronounce someone's name correctly. But I'll just, you know, to, to, put, to put a sort of a, a finishing touch on this, um, Donna Brazil said what she said and knew when she said it and will continue to know this going forward that she's she has the ability to say this. Like, it's, it's she's not going to get in trouble. Democrats aren't going to come after her. She can make fun of Vivek's name and no one cares. So, you know, this is the world we live in today in America. By the way, it is amazing, speaking of pronunciation, I expect to be deluged with pronunciation emails over this one. Gloria emailed you, Buck. Near the end of today's broadcast, Buck used the word mischievous and pronounced it just like I did, which makes some of us cringe. The correct pronunciation is mischievous. I, I don't know that there is any audience in America that 
cares are more you, are about you pronunciation. This just happened? This, Ali just sent us this email. This is from Gloria. Says uh, uh, that uh, just because we're talking about Vivek and pronunciation. You evidently have uh, have uh, have come uh, into Gloria's poor graces here, Buck, over your pronunciation. I would say mischievous, too. Is there not multiple pronunciations allowed there? Is it mischievous? I mean, We're going to have to do I, research know, on this to find I, out I don't even know Gloria- if I care enough to Google it right now. That's how I feel about it. I'll just throw that out there. I don't even know if you can get my fingers to type out the type out the letters so we can be. I think mischievous is the is the preferred pronunciation. So I could I could leave it at that one. Uh, I, I will mention, too, I got a great email from someone who said, you guys have way too many guest hosts. I got that email this morning, and I was guest like, host. I don't think we've had a guest host in a year. <laughs> yeah. What so is, the, the, the criticism. We have a guest host at, like, Christmas, and that's it. Well, we got Tudor on Friday. Oh, Friday. Yes. Sorry. Black there, Friday and Christmas, you know, that Yeah, week. they're right. But we, I, I emailed her back, and I was like, I you know, there's lots of things. I actually occasionally email back. Lots of things you could criticize. I was like, I, I don't think we've had a guest host on this show. You or I have been in every day for a year, basically since, uh, basically since New Year's of, uh, of last year. Yeah. Uh, but our main man, Michael about- Barry was in, uh, was in on July 4th for us from, uh, oh, great, July 4th. great host right. out of Houston. Okay. I missed, it's been like I missed six that months. day. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't think that's a criticism we can have. Pronunciation, maybe. Um, but uh, we come back. We'll take some of your calls. We'll allow you to react. Let us know what we're mispronouncing. But you're right. Donna Brazil will have no consequences. Can I, no one will even talk about it. I want to. I no one took the. No one seems to really take the bait on my my uh, arena music shows are almost always overrated because you're like sitting up in the stands and I like them. By the way, I completely disagree with that take. Yeah. No. Go ahead. It's all right, Clay. You're 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 free to be wrong on this I, take. That's fine. I, I like big concerts in arenas and stadiums because of the sheer magnitude of the spectacle um now if you're talking about would you rather be in a venue with like 300 people in it yes but if you're talking about when yeah. you buy a ticket for a 20,000 seat arena or for a uh, stadium certainly to me the production value of the performance is pretty cool right so the you stage I, not seeing eye to eye on this one but i want to know if we see the eye to eye on the eye to eye on the next one and what our audience thinks here i love this piece in the wall street journal about whether loved ones this holiday season should pick up, whether people should pick up their loved ones at the airport. Is this what, and especially for some of the guys out there, I, you know, I know what this is like. You got a fiance or you got a, you know, a lady friend or, you know, a wife that expects the pickup from the airport. No. Play. I, I'm, on, I'm on your side comes on this. Down Comes down heavy on this one. We can dive into this when we come back. I want everybody to take Ubers everywhere. And this has turned into a major point of contention with my wife, who is unhappy that I will put our soon-to-be 16-year-old in an Uber as opposed to spending two hours to go drive and pick him up. Uh, but I understand this is a very contentious issue, especially around the holiday season. And probably some of you are listening to us right now, nodding along as you drive to the airport to go wait in the car waiting area because somebody's flight's getting delayed two hours. And for some reason, you're picking them up instead of having them take an Uber. Legacy Box provides what Better Homes and Gardens magazine calls the most sentimental gift to make the holiday season special. Let's face it. Men don't always have the best reputation when it comes to giving Gifts that are good at all. Certainly not sentimental gifts. You just heard us talking about Uber, which is probably going to blow people up in a big way there. Why not blow away your family? 
girlfriend, wife, mom, dad, whoever it is, by transferring your family's old media into digital files that will be able to be shared for years and years to come. I'm talking about all the, all those old VHS tapes you have stored away in the attic, even the old film reels. Remember that great scene where Chevy Chase gets caught uh, in the attic for uh, Christmas vacation, family goes out to shop. Uh, he goes up in the attic, gets shut in there, starts to freeze, puts on clothes to stay warm, watches all the old family reels. You want to preserve those forever? Make sure that you can get hooked up. And right now, you get a Black Friday online sale this week, 65% off. Get this taken care of. Time of the year to do it is now. 65% off sale price this week. Go online to LegacyBox.com slash Clay for 65% off. They've helped more than a million families already. That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay to start working with them and unlock all those memories on tape and film again and preserve them forever. LegacyBox.com slash Clay. From the front lines of freedom and truth, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Armstrong, he's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my from this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television Today, here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture, and a little bit of Rappaport's reality the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. No one should pick you up at the airport. Gnarled roads, curb space, and long waits at the cell phone lot 
We make the people we love endure a lot when we visit. This is Wall Street Journal piece by Nikki Waller. And she starts it off with, want to be a hero this holiday season? Get yourself home from the airport. I'm just throwing this out there, Clay, because there are people out there. I have encountered this in the past uh, who think, oh, you have a car and in your major metropolitan area, you could drive that car to that airport to pick up your family when they're visiting over Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever without stopping to think, first of all, that's going to be a giant pain in the butt. And second of all, it makes it worse for everybody else. I'm going tonight to pick up my oldest son when he comes back from, he's been in Chicago for the weekend. And when I pick him up, it's going to be pure chaos at the airport. I'm going to spend probably two and a half to three hours to pick him up. I am, and this is this is not unique. I've been arguing this for a long time. I think that everyone should take an Uber or a Lyft when you arrive at the airport. Take care of it yourself. It's relatively easy to do. I understand back in the day when there weren't that many uh, taxi cabs in many places. And there are good public transit options, too, from places like JFK and LaGuardia now. You can take AirTran. You you know, there are other depends on the city where you look. If it's the South Bend Airport, you know, go pick somebody up. Fine. Major metro airports. Making your loved one go out to JFK Thanksgiving Wednesday night, the night before Thanksgiving, is torture, okay? Yes. It's torture. You should get to their house on your own. Now, there are certain exceptions, young children, babies, elderly people, but 95% of everybody who's traveling should be able to get their own Uber and live. This is going to be, this might be the most controversial take that we've ever had on this show, because I guarantee you there are people that are super fired up about this. The, the chaos at the airport, you can't, I, I'm already terrified about going tonight because I know I'm not even going to be, I'm going to have to pick up my kid at the departures uh, area because you can't even get into the arrivals area. Just trying to help everybody. Just thinking about, thinking about what's coming. I want to tell you about Chad Mode from Chuck. Speaking about help, Chad Mode's a pre-workout supplement, the ultimate way to get pumped up naturally. It's a powdered drink mix. You just take one scoop of this stuff with water or juice right before any activity you need energy drive and focus for. Lifting weights, hiking, staying up late, getting it done at work. Chad Mode will give you the edge without the edginess. I love this stuff, by the way. I take Chad Mode now every day before I go to the uh, go to the gym. Unlike 99% of the garbage-filled fitness supplements on the market, Chad Mode from Chalk is totally free of artificial flavors, preservatives, sweeteners, and dyes. It's all good stuff, all natural. Okay, go check it out today for yourself. Chad Mode is on Chalk's website. So go to chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com. Save 35% off any subscription, any product that you can get there when you use promo code Buck. Chalk.com. Use that sub, uh, use that name Buck for 35% off your subscription. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Buck throwing bombs, coming after arena music, uh, music performances. Saying he doesn't want anybody to get picked up at the airport, just sleep there, uh, and uh, and uh, if you can't can't get a ride, it's on you. I, I I am so in favor of no one getting picked up at the airport. I also am not a big fan of dropping off at the airport. I think in an Uber era, Uber and Lyft have changed transportation fundamentally, and I think a lot of people haven't caught up with it. Because the idea of driving somebody to the airport or picking someone up at the airport, I'm talking about an adult, like a functional adult. Now, 
Would you feel different if you were single and you were dating? Would you make the effort to go pick up or would you tell girlfriend or dating partner, hey, figure out a way to get home? This was what this is when I had the feud. Uh, Carrie, my wife, is very reasonable and we understand there's no point whether you're in, you know, Miami or, or, uh, or New York. There's no point. Well, I mean, you're so married easy. now, but when you first right. started dating Carrie, no, did you tell her, hey, there. like, I don't do airport trips? Oh, no, I don't do airport trips. Yeah. yeah did that's... you just tell her that, like, early on? Yeah. I, I think you need to establish that expectation r- right away. Um, <laughs> unless for some reason, you know, you're really close. I mean, there are obviously exceptions to these rules. Yeah, I remember also in, in my, my single life, many, many, many years ago, got into a pretty big argument with uh, with someone who was flying into JFK. And I was just like, it's a Friday. I'm not driving into I'm not driving out to JFK and then driving back. I'll hit traffic both ways. I'll be in the car for four hours. Take a cab. That did not go over well. So she was uh, coming specifically to visit you. Um, No, just coming back to New York. Oh, you were already dating. Yeah. And she expected for you to go to the airport to pick her up, and you were like, "Yeah, that's no, not happening." Yep. And uh, how much longer didn't... did the relationship ask after, last after that fight? Uh, like months. I don't know. Not very long. Did, did I, I'm not going to say this was like the end, but it didn't. It didn't really go go too much longer. Um, I, I'd say this as well. Since we're on, since we're on the subject, we're talking airports, airplanes. Don't worry, everybody. Pete Buttigieg's uh, FAA has got you covered. It's going to be great. Give me no problems. I'm going to be tweeting up a storm. I'm sure tomorrow when I'm. When I'm caught and all of a sudden they'll be saying there are weather delays. You'll say, wait, but there's no way. What's going on? They'll say, oh, and then we'll find out that there's like a lack of air traffic controllers or staff or whatever. It's always a mess. I mean, air travel is just it feels like it gets worse every year recently. I don't know what else to say. It feels like it just keeps getting worse. And but I'm going to I'm going to put this out there. Uh, does it feel I, I, this may be controversial? OK, fine. But I haven't yet. I feel like I haven't stepped into a bear trap yet today uh, on these ones. So because we have some people calling in to agree with me. Some of the early boarding folks, some of the early boarding folks, I think, are taking advantage of the good. Oh, there is a hundred percent a lot of early boarding that is inappropriate. I'm seeing I'm seeing people who are like, oh, I got an early board. I look at them I'm like well, we early board. You look at you just finished a triathlon. What are you talking? You got an early board, you know? I'm not talking about just to be clear. This is you, not. This when is they say also milita- you. Going this isn't to military Florida. service personnel. This is when they're doing. If you need help, you know, and then you see people with like a walker or a wheelchair, and you know they're they're getting you know, elderly people in the wheelchair. They're getting on the plane. Okay, fine. But I see people who are like, yeah, great. I'm just going to go bored. I want to be like, excuse me, like what is this? South. That really matters on Southwest Airlines because there are no assigned seats. There are some times where you're waiting to get on a Southwest Airlines flight and like 75 people are early boarding. So you see this too. You you don't think I'm crazy. You think early boarding is being abused. No, I mean, I get it. If you're in a wheelchair uh, and, you know, you have a broken leg or you're 94 years old and you're traveling, like, yes, I understand it. But if you've got like four bags and to your point, you look like you just, you know, like uh, finished a, a triathlon and you're boarding and, you know, then you get on and you've managed to, you know, take a whole row on a Southwest flight. I, I, I think it's definitely being abused because I think who says no? I think if you request early boarding, it doesn't, I don't think they really grill you on why you need early boarding. I think it's a default. I, yes. I feel like we're a society where we wish we could use the honor system on things. But there are a lot of dishonorable people out there, man. A lot of people taking, a lot of people try to bring their emotional support peacock on the plane. You know, people doing crazy things. By the way, the other thing on the pickup, 
because I'm still fired up about this. I also like to look to see whether a flight is on time or not. Because go the only thing worse than going to pick someone up is going to pick someone up, driving like an hour, and then the flight's gonna you find out the flight's gonna be delayed three hours. So then what do you do? You sit in the cell phone waiting lot, you go to some crappy restaurant that you otherwise would not have gone to somewhere near the airport. Because typically the areas around airports are not super nice. So then you got to drive another 25 or 30 minutes to somewhere to go that you would never go. I don't understand why this isn't default. I, I and, and I was even saying off air. I don't like, you know, I, I had my book tour. And they're like, hey, we want to book travel for you. We'll have somebody waiting for you with a uh, with a sign. And I don't even like that. Because so often the driver goes to the wrong place and then you're on the phone trying to find your driver. I just want to take an Uber every time I arrive at any airport to wherever I want to go. And I don't really want to even have to worry about trying to involve anyone else other yeah. than pulling my phone out and doing it. You don't want to have to look for that sign that says Mr. Galley Weekitz and have the driver tell ad. you it's actually Dr. Galakowitz. Do you remember what brand did that ad? Bud Light. Yes. Back. Because Bud, Bud Light used brand, to do the best ads on right. TV in the Super Bowl year in and year out. Because beer companies used to try to make you laugh instead of convincing you that dudes with penises were the woman of the year. I, I think there's a whole... I think we've played on this show the Real Men of Genius ads before, which were also funny. And then the Coors Light, we like cheerleaders and football and quarterbacks getting sacked, like that whole ad. I showed it to my kids, and they were like, wow, these were fun. Because yeah. we've entered into such a woke, we can't offend anybody culture. Oh, the cheerleader is pretty, and look, men like to drink beer and look at pretty girls. That hasn't changed. That's never going to change. That's basic biology. Yet the beer companies have decided, oh, we shouldn't do that anymore. I really think... Every brand in America could just go back to what worked in the 80s and the 90s, and it would work way better now because there's a desperate demand for it. And then when you get attacked by all these losers online, you actually should ridicule them because they aren't representative of the larger American population. Just And the Victoria's Secret thing while I'm on my... my uh, oh, wow. He's fired up, everybody. My soapbox is perfect on this. It turns out that fat chicks with penises in lingerie didn't make anybody want to have sex more or buy more lingerie. You know, like, remember when they were like, we're going to have a bunch of androgynous fat chicks selling lingerie. And you're like, I, I don't think there's a lot of women out there that think, oh, I'm going to look like a fat chick when I put on lingerie. And I don't think there are any men out there that are like, you know what I want? I want a person that might be a dude wearing lingerie to convince me to buy this for my wife. Like, this was the stupidest campaign in the history of mankind. Everybody wants to look better looking than they are, right? There aren't fat superheroes. Yeah. I mean, fashion fashion is aspirational, right? I mean, is, to, the, to yes. the degree that any of us like, participate Imagine in. how Superman wouldn't be very super if he weighed 420 pounds and he was trying to wear a Lycra suit and you couldn't see his abs. Well... Men and Maybe women. he identifies as super. You don't know. <laughs> that would certainly be a different kind of movie. But this if whole idea is driving me crazy. If you're looking for a way to save money this holiday season, download the free Upside app. 
It's a great app that introduces you to all kinds of cashback deals. To get started, just pick up your phone and download the Upside app now. It's free. And use our names as your promo code, Clay and Buck. You'll get an extra 25 cents back for every gallon of gas the first time you use it, followed by other savings at the pump after that. Whatever you're about to spend money on, gas, groceries, a restaurant meal, check the Upside app. Then pay as usual with a credit or debit card, follow the steps in the app, and get paid. You'll be getting cash back. By comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code Clay and Buck to get an extra 25 cents back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. That's an extra 25 cents back for every gallon on your first tank of gas using promo code Clay and Buck. There's only an Upside... See what I did there? To using the Upside app. So get started today. Download the Upside app. The Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives with cool content, surprise guests. Get it all on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television Today, here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture, and a little bit of Rappaport's reality the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to Clay and Buck. Phone lines are open, 800 282 2882. 
We have Aaron, who sounds like a brilliant audiophile. Aaron, what's going on? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. You know, um, I live in San Diego. I got tickets to Metallica. I'm a diehard fan up at SoCal in L.A. Drove through the horrendous L.A. traffic, got to the stadium, got my $15 beer, and I couldn't hear a freaking note they were playing. You know, it was just loud, gargled sounds. I couldn't even make out the, the music. I, I hate stadiums. I agree with Buck. You're a brilliant man, Aaron, because, see, you've experienced the reality. That's what I always tell people. Stadiums are not built for it. Outdoor stadiums it's not built for acoustics. There's no, there's no way you're going to be able to really, if, if you're somebody that wants to hear the crispness of those notes, you want to hear those vocals. Clay's, Clay just, he's just I'm there just for, the pageantry, for the pageantry. I just want the big show, the big screen. I would still like to go see the Taylor Swift extravaganza. Like back in the day, U2, Rolling Stones, the big stadium shows, I think are really cool just to see the way they put them on. So I, I don't go really to this like thing, the actual this thing, sound. Eh, I don't do, really do you want to go to this thing in Vegas, the uh, the Sphere? This, it I do 100% very cool want to go me. to the Sphere. The, for those of you who don't know, the uh, owner of the Knicks, James Dolan, and Madison Square Garden built this incredible concert. I mean, really, it's just a venue that is called the Sphere right off of the Vegas Strip. And I believe they had U2 open up for like 19 straight days or something like that. And they want to do a UFC event. Uh, I saw Dana White talking about this. Obviously, the UFC has major connections in Las Vegas. It looks incredible. And yes, I want to go see an event there. I'm figuring they'll probably have something huge for the Super Bowl this year because the Super Bowl is in Vegas. So I'm hoping I'm out for, for some of the festivities surrounding that. When is the Super Bowl? <laughs> do you know what month the Super Bowl is in? January or February. Okay, that's that's pretty yeah. You it's in February, I believe. I haven't even looked up the official date, but usually February eleventh, our staff tells us this year. My argument has been for some time that they should move the Super Bowl to the Sunday before President's Day and give us basically a football holiday weekend every year. To me, feels like a no-brainer. Uh, that would be an easy calendar change. You add one week to football season, which I don't think most people would complain about, and then boom, everybody gets off Monday, and it revitalizes President's Day, which I feel like, other than mattress sales, most people really kind of don't think very much about President's Day. Uh, are my uh, are my beloved Jets or my beloved Giants in the running for this uh, Super Bowl? It is an awful year for New York football fans. No, they oh. are not in the running. That is a shame. Maybe yeah, I they're both a, actually atrocious. Should I be a Dolphins fan then? Dolphins are, yeah, you should. It's actually, you're kind of coming in in a very favorable time because the Dolphins have been trying to replace Dan Marino for 25 years now, whatever the math is on that, maybe 30 years now. And Tua is really very good. They're going to win the division, I think. Sorry, uh, Bills fans, and uh, and host a home playoff game. So that that's not been very common. You could be kind of fair weather fanning fanning yourself into a really good spot. So yes, I would be a Dolphins fan if I were you. Everything I know from about Dolphins football, I learned from watching Ace Ventura. So you know, oh, well, that's a great. They couldn't couldn't make that movie now. No. There's a lot of things in Ace Ventura that would be very Dan, unacceptable. Dan Marino makes it and makes a appearance in that. Yeah, movie. Don Shula. That's why I know he I mean, was the that, quarterback. Yeah, Don Shula, I mean, that's NFL license. They were fine with that movie being made. They would run in the opposite direction now. By the way, the movie's funny. I showed it for my kids a couple of Thanksgiving ago. 
uh, holds up for them. They thought it was pretty funny. Ace what do you think is the well movie done. that what what is the movie from our youth? Now I'm giving up the the joke here because Clay and I are basically the same age. Don't tell anyone. Um, what is the movie from our youth that your kids love the most? Well, it changes based on how they age, uh, because but like right now, on, like like right now, like in the last year or two, what's the one that they have liked them? Is there one that really sticks out? They, well, the last, the most, two most recent we watched, they loved both of them: The Lost Boys and Scream. And they really want to watch the entire Scream. That was around Halloween. We were watching all those movies. Um, and before that, it was I would probably say Indiana Jones, but they also love Star Wars, like the original Star Wars, but. Uh, the Indiana Jones movies they thought were uh, were pretty phenomenal. Dan in Minnesota, what's going on, Dan? Hello. With the uh, votes coming in as early as they do now, no matter how uh, energized the Republican base or uh, the how good the polls look, I'm ready to be disappointed because as the election nears, the the Democrats' ground game will will disappoint us election after election. And I think we have every right to know, as long as we're going to be voting this early, what the what the score is as the votes come in. That way we, we won't be surprised and, and we won't have such a traffic jam. The, uh, thank you for the call. The now. amount of... De- thank you. The amount of defeatism is... I mean, I'm trying to think of the fan base that the Republican Party would represent right now. The Republican Party is uh is is like the New York Jets. There is almost no faith that anything could ever go possibly right. I would have said historically buck the Detroit Lions, although here's a good sports analogy for you to drop out at Thanksgiving because the Lions will be playing on Thanksgiving. And everybody out there who's listening right now, if you are not a sports fan at all, but you want to blow your family away on Thanksgiving by just dropping an incredible sports stat. Here's one for you, buck. The Detroit Lions are eight and two. Detroit Lions play every Thanksgiving. They are eight and two. They usually play the early game. So you got all your family and friends around. You can say Detroit Lions are eight and two. They haven't been eight and two, Buck, since 1962. JFK was alive the last time the Detroit Lions started off a season eight and two. There you go. You save that one. Your your family's you. not listening. Your brothers are, sp- are football fans. Sports people, yes. You're going to drop it. They're going to be blown away. No, I don't think you can release all the numbers while the voting is still going on. But I do think this. Every single state should 100% copy everything that Florida does from a voting perspective. Because Florida was the laughingstock of America in 2000. It took forever. The hanging chad, the vote and everything else. They fixed it. No big state, Buck, does voting better than Florida now. By 10.30 or 11 o'clock, you know exactly what the tallies are going to be. You know who won every race. Every state should be exactly the same as Florida. I think some states that are run by Democrats at the legislative level uh, and have a Democrat governor, they want to keep it exactly how it is. They want to keep it a little opaque, a little murky, a little, you know, who knows what's really going on. How long did it take, like a month, for all those votes to come in in California? Remember how long it took to figure out who actually won the House? Yeah, New York had a long long lag as well. So we'll we'll come back into this because there's more people who are weighing in on it's Biden's birthday, so... Happy birthday, Joe. Stop running for president. That's what they're saying. These are Democrats. We'll dive into some of that together, plus some Thanksgiving 
thoughts, early Thanksgiving thoughts, because I won't be with you guys tomorrow on Wednesday. It'll just be Clay. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 